0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ask Me Anything. I'm Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer. And I know for many of you, you are just getting done uh, over the last couple of days opening gifts. And you're spending time with family. And I bet for some of you, as the wrapping paper piled up and as you were trying to gather up all the bows that you wanted to save for next year, um, you might have had the thought, how much is too much? Um, so it might be a little late for this year. But for those of you that are thinking in the New Year of how you want to wrestle with a question like this, we want to ask, how much is too much? And and Pastor J.D., the question maybe more directly is, should parents buy their kids lots and lots of Christmas gifts? What do you think?
1: Oh, I feel like you're setting me up, Matt, to be the bad guy for somebody. We talk about this a lot around the Greer House because, um, yes, we live in a very affluent nation, and like most parents, we're worried about our kids becoming materialistic and there's a few things that I try to try to balance. I feel like most decisions, it's several different value points that you're trying to balance at the same time. Um, and this one, you know, let's just acknowledge Christmas is about gifts. It's about extravagant gifts. Nobody has ever given anybody a more expensive and extravagant gift than God gave to us at Christmas when He gave us His Son. And the gospel is that when you and I had not been nice but had been very naughty, and had had sinned and separated ourselves from God, that that the king of heaven who had everything emptied himself, essentially gave all that away and, and came down and became a man to live the life that we should have lived and then die the death that we've been condemned to die. It's, it's the riches of Christ that were, were emptied out and given to us. Heaven never had a more valuable gift than the offering of Jesus. So much so that the apostle Paul would say, to people, when, when when he was talking about them giving, he said, hey, remember the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for your sake, he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. God's gift giving made us rich. There was, was a lavish generosity in it. And so, yes, there's an aspect of that in my gift giving that glorifies God when, when in, in, in one sense I make myself a little poor through a, an extravagant gift so that I can enrich somebody else in an important way that actually glorifies the gospel and puts the focus on Jesus. Uh, I remember one time being at a place where I was speaking and the guy who was paying me gives me a, I mean, it was a, it was a rather sizable honorarium. And I I just looked at it. I was kind of taken back a little bit because it was pretty significantly different than what I'd typically gotten. And and, I just remember saying, wow, that's very generous. And I remember he just kind of smiled. He said, he said, well, Christ has been very generous to us. And in that moment, I genuinely glorified God because it wasn't just about the money that he was giving to me. It was like, I felt some sense of Christ's generosity and impacted him and it wanted him to, it made him want to be that way to others. And so I think generosity, even to our children and to our friends at Christmas time is a way of glorifying God. And you say, well, lavish, I mean, what is lavish? Yes, that is a relative term. Um, That's kind of the point is there's not some rule as in any area of generosity there's no rule it's just that i'm just saying that it is a godly impulse to say i want to pour out great love and great generosity on somebody that is a way that can bring glory to jesus the woman with the two mites that was a lavish gift the woman who broke open the the alabaster jar on jesus feet that was a lavish gift there are lots of lavish gifts in the bible of different amounts and even different percentages um, the point, you know, as Paul often says, is it's not in the amount that's given, it's it's in what is represented by the heart and a heart that wants to empty itself to enrich somebody else and bring them joy. That is a heart that glorifies Jesus. Um, at the same time, another kind of value point is that Jesus calls us to follow him. And how did Jesus leverage his resources? It wasn't by making his disciples wealthy. It, he taught them the things that really mattered. And he, yes, he poured out his life for them, but he also taught them to fear materialism and to to not fear those who could either kill the body or or make the body rich, but to questions of the soul. I think certainly it's wise for us to understand that the times that we, particularly as Americans, if you're listening to this and in the United States, that the times that we're in, that we really do live in the richest country in the world. And we're surrounded by a lot of people, some of them in our backyards and some of them around the world that live in Poverty and and that comes with a responsibility and one of the ways I want to glorify Jesus at Christmas time is not not pretending that those needs aren't out there the only thing I'm concerned about is how fashionable my kids are and if they have the latest gadgets and the most expensive toys. First Corinthians ten thirty one tells us um, and whatever we do, whether eating or drinking, or certainly would imply gift giving, do all to the glory of God. And so, what Veronica and I have done is said, okay, our our gift giving at Christmas should glorify the gospel. How, how do we do that? It's lavish generosity. We want our friends and our kids and each other to thank God for his generosity by tasting a little bit of it in in how generous we are with them. When I, when somebody gives me a gift and I see that it really costs them and they care about me, that makes me feel their love and it makes me glorify God. And that's something we believe that glorifies Jesus. We glorify the gospel by being wise to its warnings about materialism. And so we do factor that in and think about it in and the gifts we give. And we also, um, we glorify the gospel by thinking about its priorities. Its priorities are that people around the world who have not heard need to hear, and people that are in poverty without anything that God cares about them too. And so a couple things we do if they're helpful or not. Again, these are just how we've tried to put this into practice. We've limited the gifts we give to our kids in four categories. We they get basically four gifts. And my wife will throw in a really generous stocking. That's how she kind of will sort of load up around this. But the four gifts they give, they're actually numbered around our tree. Each kid gets something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. And so those gifts are a lot of times they're very nice and they're definitely not cheap. But for us, it's doing those four has helped us moderate just having, you know, where basically it takes just several hours to open all the gifts and they're just, glutted with a bunch of toys they won't play with or clothes they won't wear. Um, so those that that's one way we've done it. The other thing for us is that about for the last decade, we have said that the biggest gift that we give at Christmas time is going to be to Jesus. So whatever the value is of the nicest gift, we're always going to give more than that to, usually it's our Christmas offering at church or a missions offering, or sometimes it's a special generosity project. That's been a wonderful thing for our family. We actually put a little card in our tree that is to Jesus and his mission and We'll talk about that in Christmas morning and we'll pray for uh, whatever it is or whoever it is we're giving the money to. And it's been a good way to to think about in the midst of experiencing Christ's generosity about, about the fact that he really did come to seek and to save the lost. Of course, that affects the value of the gifts that we're able to give at Christmas. I mean, once we set aside our Christmas budget and we see we're giving this to Jesus, well, then it's you know what's left is is what we then buy gifts for one another out of. And so it, it's been a good way. it's not the only way, but it's been a good way for us to try to balance a lot of these values as we go into Christmas. Um, these questions require wisdom. and so what I'm trying to give you is not a, a rule or a law, but it's just a, a way of trying to process these things and if some of, of how we're thinking is helpful to you, I hope it will inspire you to put some of your own biblical wisdom into practice and to be thoughtful about what you do. Um, that's the main thing is a lot of times people just aren't thoughtful at all be thoughtful about it and apply your christian convictions about the gospel apply it even to the gifts that you give and seek to do it uh, to christ's glory
0: well uh there you go i hope that was helpful for you guys again a little late for this year but good to think about for the future and for next year as you plan uh, christmases in the future and just think about how to enjoy time with your family, love them well, uh, encourage them while also making Christmas what it's really about, and that is the birth of Jesus. So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. As always, if you want anything else from Pastor JD, articles, podcasts, sermons, books, all that can be found at jdgreer.com. Maybe you need a last minute Christmas gift for somebody that you forgot and you're going to do the classic New Year's other side of the family Christmas and you need to get them a JD Greer book. Go to jdgreer.com. Hope you guys have a great time with your families this week and we will see you next time on Ask Me Anything.